Hello, everyone, and welcome to Cuban's Corner, episode one. This is the start. This is the beginning. I was going to use other words for beginning, but don't even know them, I guess. Um, yeah, this is episode one. I'm going at it right now, extremely blind, without a plan, and just seeing how it goes. So um, I will leave a email, like a little business email in the description. So any thoughts, any corrections, any anything, anything is helpful. Any criticism, throw it. I don't care. Bruise my self-esteem. I don't care. I just want to get better. I want to get nothing but better, be entertaining, and grow my audience. Because if you're not in it to be the best, and why are you doing it? Um, I know it's been a while since I uh, uploaded the introductory introductory episode. It was kind of a weird week in sports to start a podcast because, as uh, as most of you, are, or I think all of you, should be aware, the passing of the great Kobe Bryant happened. It was kind of a weird time to to talk about anything really he he was such a impactful figure outside of sports that almost everybody knew who he was and knew his reach and it's just very sad because i mean every all the nine people including kobe bryant and his daughter gianna it was so not saying that things should be expected, but it was so out of the blue, just on a random Sunday afternoon, and it just shook everyone to the core. It was very sad and just very heartbreaking. There were beautiful moments of so many people getting together and just celebrating everything Kobe. Whether you loved him or you hated him, he made you feel. He brought emotion out of you. And how, you know, what's more beautiful than that? Somebody so captivating that you have to feel something towards him. No, I'm not going to discredit. He was, he, it, calling him amazing is still underselling the Mamba, the Black Mamba. He, and I don't want to compare, but he was, he was the man. He was the man after Jordan. People thought that there was going to be a void left in the basketball world after, you know, when Jordan was in the tail end of his career. But then along came this 17-year-old, 18-year-old kid out of Philadelphia. And he absolutely took it. And absolutely ran with it. I remember Kobe. My best memory of Kobe Bryant. 2010 NBA Finals against the Boston Celtics. My brother and I watching that final. And it was kind of the first moment where I realized how good of a bonding agent sports is. It was the first time I really 
growing up, not as a kid, but like growing up, because in 2010, I was probably 12, 13. Yeah, I was about to be 13 when the finals were happening. And, you know, it words can't explain. <laughs> I'll do my very best because this is a podcast. And this, like I said, episode one, and I'm doing my best. But those finals were probably one of the moments I will cherish for the rest of my life because just just bonding with my brother and realizing like I haven't seen him in a long time but like we're just talking having fun laughing smiling and just growing our relationship just because there's a there's a game where people try to throw a ball into a net going on and people need to realize like yeah sports in concept is kind of stupid and we pay these guys or not we because i don't unless you're like a green bay packers owner (laughs) we pay or they pay these guys an exuberant i don't even know if i pronounced that right so much money to take a ball and either score it somewhere or hit people or who cares sports bonds people it is the great connector And, I mean, I can throw you a ton of uh, examples. The 2010 South African World Cup. The South African rugby team. The women's national team for the United States. The run they've been going on for the past I don't know how many years. When people see certain people play and they've feel obligated to see them and they feel connected to see them it brings out something that's so beautiful in people that i'm getting a little too serious talking about it but in in essence what i'm trying to say is we put these people on such a pedestal and what they mean to us personally that when we see these legitimate superheroes do things that we that some people can only dream of, and I'm kind of quoting Pat McAfee. But when we see these people do these extraordinary things, we put them on such a pedestal and think that they are just invulnerable. And when they get taken away from us so suddenly, it and like a lot of people were saying, it's it makes you wonder about the fragility of human life. It makes you look at your family and know that in an instant, in a random second, all that could be taken away. And it's just sad. But Kobe Bryant, his legacy will live on, not for just the basketball player he was, but for the man he strived to be when when it was over. To Gianna, she was going to be Mambasita. She was going to be the one to carry the torch, but hey, it could be somebody else. She already at 13 years old was an inspiration for so many young girls. But as as I believe, I I don't want to, I mean, this is episode one and I'm already going to say this. I don't want to interject religion into into a lot of things, but you know, the Lord had other plans. Life had plans, and life goes on. We will honor their legacy, 
not just Kobe and Gianna, but the seven others that were in the in the helicopter. And do our best to live how they would want life to, to look like. And that is it for being serious. <laughs> um, the Super Bowl just happened. And the Kansas City Chiefs are Super Bowl champions. Patrick Mahomes at 24 years old is I think like he's with Tom Brady and Ben Roethlisberger being Super Bowl MVPs now that's some good company you say what you want about Ben Roethlisberger say what you want about Tom Brady they are the best or what some of the best in what they do and I wish nothing but the best for Patrick Mahomes in the future he's He's an absolute stud. He's an amazing quarterback. He's an entertaining quarterback. And like I said, I wish nothing but the absolute true best. But my favorite moment of the Super Bowl was getting to see the man, the myth, the legend, Andy Reid hoist that Lombardi trophy. Man, that... I don't care what side of the aisle you're on on football. That just makes you feel good. Andy Reid is such a such a cool, like there's no other word to say it. Such a cool, cool, calm, collected, nice, funny guy. I was watching the Super Bowl with uh, with my girl and a bunch of friends. And all the, all the girls that were in the room was like, oh my God, he's so cute. He's such a cute little old man. Well, not little. I mean, he knows it. <laughs> hey, I'm a I'm a chunky guy too. Um but yeah, it was it was such a feel good Super Bowl. I mean, but you got to feel for the 49ers. Um Richard Sherman, Kittle, Greg Kittle, Jimmy G and everybody, they they played their hearts out and it's been a spectacular year for the 49ers. Hats off to them because last year was a was a mess. But I mean, they got they got a they got a little Bosa. They got Nick Bosa out of it. But, um, yeah, I don't think fans of the 49ers should be that discouraged. They will, will this. I promise you this won't be the last time we see the 49ers. Whether Jimmy G stays or not, because I've been hearing and reading some rumors that I, I, I couldn't tell you I'm not going to bullshit you on on contract talks but excuse me something along the lines of how Jimmy G could or the 49ers could do something with his contract and void it because of an injury thing that they put in his contract I don't know I I like I said I'm not going to bullshit you bad podcaster I know I know it's only episode 1 we're riding the high but <clears throat> But yeah, I'm excited for next year's NFL season. Uh, wherever Joe Burrow's going to land, people think it... I mean, people... It's safe to assume that he's going to go to Cincinnati, but something about... Something tells me. I have this gut feeling that either someone's going to trade for him or he's going to pull Eli Manning and say, nope. But um, I'm excited. And Tua... Those two are the big two names. And Justin Fields, I want to say, is the quarterback for um, Ohio State. I forgot it. Oh, my gosh. I'm such a bad 
sports fan. <laughs> but I'm excited for next year. This this past year, the Super Bowl, everything was kind of a really entertaining year of football. It truly was. <clears throat> My only complaint, let's get more color rush. Gotta love some color rush. And gotta love... This is just me putting my bias out there, but got to love what the Bills have done this year. I want to be an overall like sports podcast, but I got to talk about my Buffalo Bills. They they didn't make it. I mean, they made it to the playoffs. They didn't make it as deep as some people would want it, but it was a win in my book with just with the expectations that were given to them and some of the pieces that were moving and some of the pieces that we had. What a great year. It was, it was proud. I was proud to be a Buffalo Bills fan. Probably the highlight of the year was the Dallas game. That was that was just spectacular as 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 a Bills fan of what I've gone through for my legitimately entire 23-year life. Almost 24-year life of just heartbreak and being used to suck. I'm excited for the Bills, man. It's gonna be it's gonna be great. It's gonna be good. Um XFL starts Sunday. No idea what's gonna <laughs> no idea, no expectations, nothing for the XFL. I I just I'm going into it with no expectations, so I hope I'm gonna be surprised, but Vince McMahon do something. In the words of Crystalia, do thought. Um. Yeah, baseball's coming up. I'm kind of excited. I it, baseball in the past couple of years have gotten has gotten such a bad rap because they're trying to fix the game and make it more entertaining and blah blah blah. And with the whole uh, cheating scandal with the Houston Astros and stealing signs. Uh, be that as it may. The whole scandal with the with the Astros, I think it was a win for baseball because it has people talking, and I think that's what baseball needs. You need a bad guy. You need people to root against in order to build up heroes. Not saying that, I mean, Astros are the bad guys. Yankees, my Yankees, are the bad guys. I, who are good guys? The Nats? That was a one-year thing. I mean, I say that and it's probably going to bite me in the ass someday, but I think the Nats was just a one-year thing. The Dodgers, maybe? I, I legitimately have no... The White Sox have been stacking a team while no one's looking. I mean, some people are that are uh, really big baseball fans, but White Sox have been just building pieces, bro. They have been on the up and up, and I hope something good comes out of it because um, we need a rivalry. We need something to just pour emotion into. And can you imagine Cubs-White Sox rivalry? I mean, I hope the Cubs are kind of good. I haven't been paying attention too much to the Cubs, but I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm truly excited for sports in the next year. Uh... We talked about football and the XFL and everything. We talked about baseball. Um, you know, I say that, but I haven't been paying attention too much to hockey. All I know is 
the Caps are great. Ovechkin is trying to hunt for Gretzky's record. He's trying to Gretzky's just trying to cheer for someone to come close to him because he knows that'll never happen. Um, Connor McDavid needs to get out of Edmonton. <laughs> He's such a great player, but they're such a bad team. <laughs> he should go to LA just for the just just for shits. Go to Anaheim just for shits. Um, my Sabers have been just downright disappointing after a strong start to the season. Like, there's no other word other than disappointing to to say about the um, the Sabers. It's sad, but what can you expect from Buffalo sports other than the Bandits that are, I guess, okay? <laughs> I don't know much about lacrosse. Um, soccer. Women's national team for the United States is amazing. I mean, I'll say it. The level of competition isn't really there. We're leagues above most teams. England has a pretty good team, but, I mean, I couldn't tell you the name of an English women's player. I just hope the United States never loses a game again. Because what more do you want? Your team being great. Uh, talking about shitty teams, the U.S. men's team, who knows? I know they're going for for a younger approach, sitting all these vets that have played for the past 15 years, like Michael Bradley and stuff like that, now that Clint Dempsey is gone. I mean, I didn't, I, I don't know. I never really had an opinion on Clint Dempsey. I called him Patrick Dempsey once. That was hilarious. I don't know. The men's team is just weird because they've... 2014, I graduated high school, and that World Cup was obviously the summer I graduated. So my friends and I, we were so hyped for that World Cup. We were like, this is our year. We're going to do it. The U.S. is going to win a World Cup. And we had flashes of brilliance. We had flashes and moments. But that's it. Flashes and moments. Um, that Belgium game was electric. It was heart pounding, but the secretary of defense, Tim Howard was no match against Cristiano Ronaldo and Portugal. That was a little moment of silence for the U S men's national team. I hope they do something good. I hope they're using young talent in a good way. I truly do. But, uh, you know, it's it's like I tell everybody, being a sports fan for Buffalo sports is the best thing to ever happen to me because I shoot my expectations low and I mean low. So when teams that I like to root for do good or do well, phonetically speaking, I get so happy. I get truly so happy, like in basketball. I like to root for either the Toronto Raptors, New York Knicks, or the Charlotte Hornets. Now, people will call me bandwagons, or a bandwagon. And as a New Yorker, a Western New Yorker that grew up in North Carolina, I don't know what to tell you, 
The Knicks have been ass for most of their franchise. Charlotte has been ass for most of their franchise. And Toronto, I mean, I'll say it. I'll say it. Bet. They got lucky. They got so lucky. Sorry for the silence. Um, I'm recording this in a car. So I heard a noise and I was just like, what is going on? Um, yeah, Toronto got lucky with Kawhi. Let's be honest, guys. <clears throat> the year he had last year was absolutely incredible in the postseason. I mean, and you could say even more, even more luck. That shot against Philadelphia in game seven, probably one of the most electric moments I've ever seen in sports just it still gives me chills to that day seeing that video of that shot bounce like four or five times and then go in and it be as silent as could be all the sound and all the air was sucked out of that stadium and then the moment that ball went in it was an explosion like i said that was probably one of the most electric moments i've ever seen in all sports but um but yeah, this year, man, this year has been fun. This year has been fun for basketball fans. It seems like every team has had, you know, three or four highlights that have just been incredible. I mean, and then you have, you know, the the big teams, like both LA teams, which I don't know what's going on with the Clippers. I tell my brother this and he doesn't believe me, but the Clippers seem like just something's off. It truly just, it doesn't feel right. Something about the Clippers don't, doesn't feel okay. And I know Paul George is coming off of an injury. And I know Kawhi is Kawhi and doesn't talk and he's a robot. And then I, that's basically the entire Clippers team. Um, but yeah, just something seems weird to the Clippers. The Lakers, as much as... Saying what I'm about to say, again, is going to bite me so far in my ass. But I think the Lakers are going to take it all. With a mix of LeBron, AD, and the rest of that team clicking. Possibly trading for Derrick Rose. And I'm sorry, but the death of Kobe Bryant. That team is going to be monstrous in the pro- in the postseason. Um... I like Portland. Portland is fun to watch, especially when Dame is just scoring out of his mind. Carmelo, I'm so happy. I'm so, I am so happy Carmelo is doing things in the NBA. Oh my gosh. There's nothing more I want to see than, than Carmelo and or Derrick Rose to win a championship. Oh Oh my gosh, just just saying that makes it puts such a big smile on my face. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's great. I started tearing up. <laughs> um and then you have in the east Milwaukee. That, that I think that's it. I mean, Boston I think Boston's so head or, heads or tails. There's no gray area. They're either absolutely destructively amazing or ass 
And being a New Yorker, I don't care what part of the state you're in. I'm in Western New York. I'm in Buffalo, but I don't care what part of the state you're in. If you're born in the state of New York, it is an obligation. It is a law. The Lord put it down as the 11th commandment. You do not like sports teams out of the state of Massachusetts. I'll give credit where credit is due. Boston looks scary. And a lot of the reason why I like Boston so much is because of Kemba. I want him to do good. I want him to do great things in the NBA. But then again, he plays for Boston. So we'll see. Um, yeah, Milwaukee. What 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 should I say that hasn't already been said about Giannis Atetokounmpo? He's a beast. He is a beast of a human being. Um, he's gonna get. <laughs> he's gonna get all the money in the world whenever his contract is up. Um. Oh my gosh, I forgot to talk about the man, the myth, legend Zion Williamson. No one's talking about how he just came back of from uh, from injury, and is putting up like twenty points a game. And his, like, I don't even know his uh, rebounding and assists, but, like, why isn't anybody talking about him? Like, I understand John Morant has been having an amazing season. And I mean amazing season for a rookie. Like, every game that Memphis plays has a John Morant, like, three or four highlights. He's going to win rookie of the year. There's no question about that. But no one's... Everybody made hype about Zion the night he came back but then that's it he deserves to be talked about more because it's amazing what this gorilla of a 19 year old is doing he's he's just fun he's so fun to watch and he's so fun to talk about because he's it's just absurd a kid I'm 23 about to turn 24 in 2020 a 19-year-old that is 200... They build him at 280 when he came back, and I know he's probably losing weight. Excuse me. So I want to say... Let's just say 280. And he's 6'6". So he's the same height as Kobe. He's doing... He's... An, he's, <laughs> he's making a basketball court a circus. He's jumping around like it's nothing. Like, uh, he just makes me mad because he won the gene pool. Him and LeBron James, if LeBron James and Zion Williamson somehow fused or something and had a child at five years old, he'd be blocking shots from Isaiah Thomas. (laughs) Um... But yeah, Zion's a beast. I wish he I hope he gets out of New Orleans. I hope. Can you imagine if Giannis and Zion get on a team <laughs> with Giannis shooting threes for some reason and making? <laughs> That's just absurd. I love ba- basketball is one of those sports that I don't know what it is. It's just so fun. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong, I love football. I love soccer. I love golf. 
hockey is kind of recent for me. Um, but basketball is just so fun. And if you don't like basketball, do me a favor, punch yourself in the throat. <laughs> um, <coughs> wow, I'm dying. Awesome. Episode one and I'm dying. <coughs> um, one of the greatest MMA fighters of all time is fighting this weekend. John Jones versus Dominic Cruz. And John Jones is probably going to win. I tell my brother this every time John Jones fights because he, and if you're listening to this, you know what I'm going to say. But he always is like, I don't know. XYZ is going to beat John Jones this time. And then what happens? John Jones kills them. Tiago Santos, I hope that's his name. If I'm wrong, I'm going to beat myself up. Tiago Santos got his knees legitimately taken out from him from fighting John Jones. He had to learn how to walk. Don't quote me on that. Because I think in one of his knees, all the tendons and ligaments were just gone. They snapped off because... I don't know. John Jones is a scary human being. And he'll beat your ass on cocaine. (laughs) If anybody listening to this doesn't know... Uh, why I just hackled um, John Jones John Bones Jones out of Ithaca, New York he was fighting a wrestler by the name of Daniel Cormier by the way, if you don't know this I'm talking about mixed martial arts I should have prefaced that but John Jones was fighting a man by the name of Daniel Cormier DC is his nickname and they have a little bit of a rivalry because they they hate each other. And this isn't like Conor McGregor, like, who the fuck is that guy? And what? That was a really bad accent. I, that, wow, I shouldn't put that on air. Um, yeah, uh, they hate each other, like, legit. And the first time John Jones beat DC, apparently he was on cocaine. Or the night before he was on cocaine partying and wasn't taking it serious and beat him. And he said in a press conference, um, oh, damn it. Something along the lines of, uh, I'll beat your ass. Uh, I beat your ass after a night of cocaine. Excuse me. You said that during a press conference. Like, John Jones must have balls the size of rugby balls to even say that, let alone in a public place where your boss is there. And he's a scary dude, though. He don't give a damn. He, he'll he hit you if you're pregnant in a car, which is something he's actually done. As a fan of mixed martial arts... I love John Jones because he's absolutely terrifying. He's amazing in every way, shape, and form. He's just one of those guys that he is his own worst enemy. He uh, he needs to control himself before he does 
anything in life because I want him to succeed because he's just the greatest mixed martial artist. I mean, don't 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 throw shade. I'm sorry I said it, but he's one of the greatest mixed martial artists of all time. He's absolutely unstoppable. But let me stop sucking this guy's cock. Jeez, sorry. Um, I went on about John Jones. I had a little bit of a tangent. I apologize. Yeah, the fight. He's, the guy he's fighting, um, Dominic Reyes. I think I said Dom Cruz earlier. I don't know. Dominic Reyes. He's he's a scary looking dude. He's a long, big guy with great kickboxing. I don't know about his wrestling or jujitsu, but um, I will say this: if there's anybody that's going to beat John Jones, it's this guy. He has the right combination of footwork, movement, power, and kickboxing. Which, I don't know if if you're going to beat John Jones, I don't know if it's going to be through stand-up, honestly. I think if you're, if you're going to beat John Jones, it's going to have to be on the ground. I say that, but I mean on the ground as in already being on the ground. You have to get him there. He's an amazing wrestler. Oh yeah, and he's strong as all hell. So uh, we'll see how that fight goes. I have it going to John Jones in round three. Uh, submission. I feel like we haven't seen a submission main event victory in a while, other than <sighs> Khabib Nurmagomedov, the unstoppable force, which I won't get into right now. But what a what a monster! What a bear! He's legitimately a bear. Um, the co-main event is Valentina Shevchenko versus couldn't tell you. <laughs> and she's probably going to starch this girl as she did Jessica I, who I thought she killed because this Valentina Shevchenko girl, she head kicked her. She head kicked this other girl named Jessica I. And it sounded like somebody swinging a baseball bat at a tree. I thought we, I witnessed someone die on TV, but she's okay. But this is how dominant Valentina is. I just don't see her losing unless she goes up in weight, but I doubt she'll do that because Amanda Nunes will throw bags of bricks at you, which is basically her fists. So don't know. Women's MMA, uh, all, I'm not saying it's boring whatsoever, so don't shoot me with an arrow, but women's MMA, I'm not really interested in right now uh, unless it's the lighter girls like uh, Rose Wiley Zhang and Joanna, those three fight whoever and I'll <laughs> I will watch it because those girls are entertaining to watch. And Jessica Andrade too. Like even though she lost to Wiley Zhang, like she's so entertaining to watch fight because it's a perfect mix of speed, power, and these girls are strong. They might be 115 pounds, but they are strong. So um so that's MMA. There's not really too much going on in the MMA world. Uh, Yoel, Soldier of God Romero, props. Uh, I want him to be Israel just because I am half Puerto Rican, half Cuban, and Yoel is Cuban. So uh, got to live it up for the island. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Why did I say it like that? Yeah, there's not really too much going on in MMA until April when Khabib Nurmagomedov faces Tony Ferguson. No idea. And I legitimately mean, I don't know what's going to happen in that fight. Don't know. 
just that fight has so many variables it should be a math problem like i know that was the dumbest joke i think i've ever said in my life but no idea what's gonna happen um other than that i mean there's not much going on in the sports world now that i think about it like who knows i don't know what's going on Maybe I should plan a podcast so it's a little longer than 35 minutes, but who knows? Um, before I go, I just want to say a little bit of news. I mean, not news. What am I? I'm talking like I'm important or something. Um, so what I want to do with this podcast is kind of alternate between like sports and entertainment. So like, I think Mondays I want to release inter- like sports and stuff like that. And then sometime either midweek or end of the week, do like entertainment where I talk about movies and TV and stuff like that. So um, I'm not sure yet. I don't have the map. Um, Like I said, this is episode one. We only go up from here, boys and girls. So, yeah, I hope you enjoyed it. This is only a little taste of what's to come. I, you know... Mamba mentality. I'm doing this so I could be the best at it. But stay humble, boys, boys and girls. Stay humble. Eat a piece of that humble pie because you need it. You need to taste failure in order to shower in success. Put that on my tombstone because I made that up on the spot. Um, but yeah, have a fabulous Monday, Tuesday, whenever. Have a fabulous moment in life. That's all we could ask for. Hug your loved ones. Tell them you love them. And have a blast. Live life, boys and girls. Talk to you soon.